Welcome to the It Is Written podcast. As doubts about God's will arise, the world resorts to feelings and experts. We go to the law and to the testimony of God's word. In today's episode, we are going to be in the book of Isaiah. Who do we put our trust in, and how exactly do I view God's instruction? So evil King Ahaz, the king of Judah, has a major crisis on his hands. We're in Isaiah chapter 7, and two nations have waged war against him, the Israelites and the nation called Syria or Aram, we'll call them Aram for now, and they have already invaded once, and in Isaiah 7 verse 2, the hearts of the people shook as the trees of the forest shake with the wind. They're scared to death, and so is Ahaz. Isaiah comes with a comforting message. Don't worry about them. They're just blowing a lot of smoke. But God says that uh, they will not last. Verse 7, it shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. So he doesn't have to worry about it. Just trust in the Lord. But it's hard when you're in a crisis. It's hard when you can see the power of the enemies to really put your trust and confidence in God. Our temptation is to trust in things we can see, things we can measure, And so this becomes a real challenge to Ahaz, who already is not a God-fearing person, to put his trust in God. God knows he's having a hard time. So read verses 10 and 11. Then the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. It can be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. That is quite the offer. God basically says to Ahaz, Name your miracle. Yeah. I'll give you any sign you want. That'll confirm the fact that I can fulfill my promise and you won't have to worry about those two nations. Ahaz replies in verse 12, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. He pretends he's just too godly, too pious to ask the Lord for a sign. But the Lord said, ask me for a sign. Sure. He wanted him to ask for a sign. The truth is, Ahaz doesn't want a sign because if he got a sign, then it would just prove he was wrong in the plan he'd already fixated on. Mm -hmm. He decided that he was going to call in Assyria, the great superpower of the uh, Fertile Crescent, to come and invade Aram and Israel and get those two guys off his back. But if he got a sign from God, whatever he would have named, then he'd be pretty much obligated to trust the Lord and not do that. Right. And so that's, that's his situation. He calls in Assyria, and it worked. You know, sometimes our plans work well. Assyria conquered Aram. Assyria conquered Israel. Those two nations were, were gone. Unfortunately, Assyria didn't know where to stop. Uh, Ahaz didn't intend for them to go any farther than that. But the next kingdom in line is Judah, yeah. and they come and invade Judah. So... You see that in verse 20 of chapter 7. In that day, the Lord will shave with a razor hired from regions beyond the Assyria, that is, with the king of Assyria, the head and the hair of the legs that will also remove the beard. What, what uh, Ahaz did not know is that God was in charge of Assyria as well. And, and Ahaz thought he had rented that razor to skin Aram and Israel, but God commandeered it and got it to... Uh, to punish Israel as well. It's just such a challenge to trust God in those situations, and Ahaz failed that challenge. Now look over at chapter 8, and we'll see God's conclusion about this. Would you read verses 5 to 8? The Lord spoke to me again, because these people rejected the slowly flowing water of Shiloah 
and rejoiced with Rezin and the son of Remaliah, the Lord will certainly bring against them the mighty rushing water of the Euphrates River, the king of Assyria, and all his glory. It will overflow its channels and spill over all its banks. It will pour into Judah, flood over it, and sweep through, reaching up to the neck and its flooded banks, and will fill your entire land. Emmanuel. A very insightful passage. He talks about how these people have rejected the gently flowing waters of Shiloh. God's waters do not seem as impressive. They do not seem like the torrent. And what they had done was to trust in the great waters of the Euphrates, the river of Assyria. But what was happening is the king of Assyria would rise up over all its channels and go over all its banks and sweep right on into Judah, overflow and pass through that. And we know historically, in the next generation, the Assyrians did. They invaded Judah. They conquered it all except for Jerusalem. So right up to the neck, like it says. Exactly. Sennacherib said that he'd shut in Hezekiah in Jerusalem like a bird in a cage. We've got that in his animal. Yeah, that's right. And so, and, and they'd have gotten Jerusalem too, except God mercifully sent an angel down for a night's work and managed to kill 185,000 of the soldiers in the army, and Assyria decided to go back home. So God ultimately delivered them, but not before there was a great deal of damage in Judah. It would have been so much better to have trusted in the Lord. Yeah. But we trust in other things, and it may work for a while, and then it turns against us because God's the one in charge. So he tells uh, Isaiah in verse 12, you are not to say it is a conspiracy in regard to all that this people calls a conspiracy. You are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. It is the Lord of hosts whom you should regard as holy. He shall be your fear. He shall be your dread. We worry about so many other things. What we ought to be fearing is the Lord. That's the challenge for Isaiah to put his trust and confidence in God, contrary to what the nation of Judah and its king Ahaz had done. Mm-hmm. And, and you see how often when people put their trust in their own plans, then that's extremely insecure. Yeah. They know they, they aren't smart enough and strong enough to handle the things that come on them. And so look at verse 19. Would you read chapter 8, verse 19? When they say to you, inquire of the mediums and the spiritists who chirp and mutter, Shouldn't a people inquire of their God? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? It's amazing how when people don't trust in the Lord, they have to go somewhere. And so how often do they trust in things that don't make any sense whatsoever? As he's talking about their desperate consulting the mediums and the spiritists who whisper and mutter, wouldn't they be better off consulting God? I mean, what does a dead person know about staying alive anyway? Yeah. You know, consulting with them is, is what you have to resort to. But it's so much better to put your trust and confidence in the Lord and what he says. As he says, I love verse 20, to the law and to the testimony. That's our slogan. That's, that's our, our affirmation. We go to God's word. God's word is the standard. It's the, one, it's the thing we can put our trust and confidence in. And God said in verse chapter 9 that he was going to bring a great sunrise on the northern part of the kingdom. The part that had been taken into Assyrian captivity first would see the great light and great things would happen. God would break the yoke of the burden of the oppressors in chapter four, in verse 4 and the rod of the oppressor is at the battle of Midian. And all of that 
Verse 6, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. God was going to bring great blessings upon his people in spite of their faithlessness. God was going to turn them back to him and was going to give them great blessings because a son, a child, would be born. We, of course, recognize that child as the Messiah. It was going to be truly the object of trust and confidence that people can have. So we learn a great lesson from Ahaz. It's a negative lesson. But it's a lesson that we ought to put all of our trust and confidence in God. Even when we're facing crises, even when we're facing things that we don't know how to handle, God does. Don't put our trust in our plans, our schemes, our experts, or whatever. Go to the law and to the testimony. Go to the word of the Lord and follow what he says. It's always so much better. Thank you for listening to the It Is Written podcast. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with us, feel free to send Gary an email at garyfisher1063 at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day.